Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Show. I am your host, Scott Needham. What does it mean for you to be listening to this podcast? That means you are committing to be the smartest Amazon seller that you can be. That means you're you're educating yourself. You're learning how to implement technology. You're figuring out what data points to care about and which ones not to. And then finally, you're figuring out what tasks to delegate and how to start to bring more people in to help accomplish your tasks. Because whether you're a leader of one or a hundred, these perspectives will help you grow your business and you will see uh, over time how things just start to grow uh, without you being involved. That is an awesome feeling when your business is growing without your immediate input. And as we know, Amazon and FBA actually has some of those things inherently inside of it. The ability to scale is there. They, they scale uh, your operation in a way that few other businesses can, specifically few other retail businesses. So I've worked with hundreds of people, some of them managers and some of them to the newest employees. And there's a few things that you should keep in the back of your mind to ensure their success. If someone you are leading does something great, it's all their fault. If someone messes up, it's all your fault. I guarantee you, if you feel that, the people around you will feel that. Every time I've been frustrated with an employee, I can see how I created that situation. And that means I focus more on creating a clear directions and good training to make sure that it is impossible for them to fail. Uh, just like in our shipping operations, we have to make it so it's impossible for us to ship a, pro a box out that is over 50 pounds. So those are the kinds of ideas I guarantee you if you, if you will implement that, uh, you will, you'll be a better team member. You'll be a better leader and people will enjoy working alongside. You'll draw from their motivation more. I've worked with unpaid interns and they're probably a great example of where you actually need to get specific. You can't just say, you know, high-minded, lofty ideas of like, hey, let's start selling this product and sell 5,000. Like you actually have to spell out the small steps to get there to get what you want. At some point, they will become more experienced and they will, you'll, you'll have a better mind meld and you'll, they'll understand what it is to get to, you know, step number 10. But this is a very important thing. Uh, someone actually, this podcast episode is a specific request from someone who asked me to spell out what it is that I do and what I delegate out. And honestly, I wish I could delegate out everything and I'm working to that, but there's a lot that I have to do myself. For example, you know, uh, the content that I've been pushing out, I am the writer. I just don't think that I can replace that too much. I have to kind of direct where I think are the interesting places to, that people can learn about to grow their business, the companies, the other professionals that are worthwhile. Trust me, 
uh, for every person that makes it to this podcast, I've turned away two or three. I ha- they have to be offering something new, something that's going to help you progress in your business. I draw from four, I, in, in, in delegating, I draw from four different sources. I, I've been using Fiverr, Upwork, onlinejobs.ph, and then hiring people directly that work on our team. I usually preferably local. I'll explain a little bit more of the differences between each of those uh, towards the end, but um, there's a lot of specific tasks that I wanted to jump into. I think there, there's something interesting there. And But at the end of the day, if you're the leader, like you do also need to know th- certain things about it. So for example, photography. You know, I've invested a lot of products or sorry, uh, tools to help our photography. Like we've invested in a few studios and equipment and I'm the one that decided to hire a full-time photographer. I've looked at products with a photographer. I've had a few early on uh, one of the uh, better podcast episodes. I brought on a product photographer and he gave a lot of great perspectives. So I've been able to learn what it is that makes an Amazon product pop a little bit more. But I am not myself a photographer, but I can talk with one and we can like, we can look at something together and analyze it. And I don't need to criticize their work. I can give them a chance to criticize it. That's uh, one unique thing about, you know, something creative is that usually people that are creating it are (laughs) probably can be even more critical of their own. And if you allow them to do that, then it becomes less personal. For example, we're working on a children's book right now. Uh, That's a product that we're launching. And the truth is the first draft was rough. But once we open up the conversation and we can be critical of that book and not let them know that it's a personal attack, we bring the best out of them. So you don't have to be the expert, but you do need to learn how to inspire them to rise to those certain challenges. You do need to know a few things about photography so you can work together. This is kind of like a a step two of photography. It's actually graphic design. I've played around in Photoshop. I've edited things and I don't know if I ever want to do graphic design again. This is work that I've used with Fiverr um, and our employee does some things, but for $30, you can save a headache and get what you really want. And instead of wasting or spending more than two hours uh, and, and getting something to look pretty, and I always hate, you know, like the tutorials, it's just not what I do very well. And so I will always pay for someone else to do exactly the job that I want. You'll be surprised if you get some good work that you can uh, follow up with these people, whether whether you find them uh, on different things and you start to have a an easier business relationship. Now, uh, moving on to the other tasks. So pay-per-click, Amazon's uh, advertising. I know Amazon advertising. I spent a lot of time talking about it. I've demoed a lot of softwares. I've even developed uh, some tools around it. And I spent a lot of time learning and using it, but I still spend an hour a week actually doing it. But I have three employees that focus on it entirely. I still engage with them every month, sorry, every week, and we talk about it. But since I have found software that I prefer and a methodology that we have developed together, I'm able to give that away. Um, The business that we acquired, they they were paying someone $75 an hour and they spent three hours 
a month or a week. I actually don't remember which one, but they were they were, they actually shopped it out. They have someone else manage the fine tune details. That's just because he didn't completely understand it. So we've been able to take back control of that because we do. But I, I say that to to point out other businesses can still you know hire out any specific small task. And I'm not saying you have to do every single one of these. Everyone that's listening to this podcast is is actually a different stage of their business. I have, uh, like I said, you know, people that listen that aren't even Amazon sellers yet. Uh, there's wholesalers, there's private labelers, and you know, photography and PPC is more important or different for each of those. I will always say that you can bring in, you can rent professionals for an hour or two. You can hire full-time employees anywhere down that road. Again, I'm doing what I said earlier in the podcast. I'm not telling you specifically what you should do, but I'm giving you ideas uh, as to how you can start to uh, move things forward. So uh, next, a task that is very important is ordering. And my brother's a pro at this, and I've worked with him for eight years doing it. I could do the job myself, um, but there are certain parts of it that can be uh, a little tedious and uh, something that I can, you know, train a uh, recent college grad or even uh, someone that's not, you don't have to go to college for this at all. All you do is be able to read a spreadsheet and then like, we're, we're good to go. And so we have a few that do this because there's a lot of little tasks that can entail and make ordering better, whether that's your uh, scouting suppliers, creating the accounts, setting up the supplier in your systems, your inventory management systems, and then scanning UPCs. You can use a tool like Wholesale Inspector where you're checking if products are oversized, refrigerated, or they're bundles. Me being involved with this process, even if it's only 30 minutes a week, I'm able to see what's going well, what's not going well, if we need some tool development. They know that I know the details. I don't need to be doing it myself. Um, at our size, with, uh, you know, we're going to probably hit close to 50 million in sales this year. Um, I shouldn't be doing all these details. And I'm able to, to hire and train uh, certain employees. I. I, I know I actually hear from people, they sometimes have trust issues here, and that's okay. You should find out what you want to do yourself, uh, where you think you're the best at doing it and helping your business, and maybe there's certain other parts that you can hire someone else to do it. For example, bundles. You do need to look at our product one by one, but surely you, if, if you have a, a virtual assistant, um, and I'll talk about that in a second. They can do that. They can go through uh, big lists and just you know check boxes here or there. And they and you could do this for dollars. So you don't need to spend a ton of money. You could hire a part-time virtual assistant, and then start to to roll that up. Uh, there is always going to be room in this space that you do need a human eye. I've tried to teach robots to do every part of this, but um, they can't do everything. So then moving on to another huge task for our business is, you know, prep and shipping of products. Now, this is the easiest one to outsource because it is just, it is physical labor. It is manual and it can be monotonous, but I actually still do it. I, when I f go to our warehouses, 
I'm not afraid to jump in on the line for 30 minutes or an hour. And I've learned what the employees have to deal with. And every single time I do, I get an insight that kind of moves the needle for us. If I'm prepping a product and it's taking me forever, well, I want to make sure that that product is, is very profitable for us. That's helped us build into our systems that uh, products that are prepped, we make sure that the, the margin is there. We are more strict with that because of the extra labor that they require. And that's things that I've only learned the hard way by uh, prepping myself or getting involved in the shipping myself. We completely revamped our shipping. We are doing full truckloads ourselves. We lease a truck. Using Carrier Central, if, uh, I have a, a previous episode where I talk all about Carrier Central and obviously interesting. And I had to dive into the details to be able to help us along. Um, another task that we have is like we, are, we have a lot of brand partners. And so we have account managers. While I still jump on calls with them, um, I try and keep it pretty low. I can't offer that much better of a perspective. I'm actually pretty garbage at sales. I'm not very good at like making people, I, I, I don't like asking people for money, or, which is like a terrible thing to do if you have an agency because that's like the agency's lifeblood is they do services for money. Sometimes I would just do it for free. I'm like, like, oh, I see this problem. Let's just like do boom. And like, you know, within 20 minutes we're done and I don't want to like, charge people. That's why I rely on people that are better for that so we can keep our business uh, profitable. I mean, I hope you're noticing a trend. Don't delegate something unless you've spent a little bit of time doing and learning it yourself and appreciating the skill. I'm spending a lot of time learning about marketing. uh, And that way, when I hire marketers, I know... um, what a good marketer is from a bad one and like what I think is going to move the needle where I think that our employees can start experimenting. And so I'd be happy to jump in with them. I'm not blind to what they're doing. If they're going to spend $1,000, I want to see the results and that they know that there's results. And um, I've seen managers give out tasks and they don't really know what's entailed to accomplish it. And they really can sound shallow in a meeting when they ask someone and they don't know exactly what they're asking. I do think you do need to walk the walk and you need to really know a subject. Um, And your leadership will only grow with that. I'm not sure if I've put this reference, but I had a a roommate here who worked for a a large gas station chain um, called Maverick. They're kind of in in the Mountain West. They're in a few different states out here, and they do really well, but he, he was an accountant for them. Well, guess what? Maverick had him twice a year work in a gas station. He was sitting there and stocking things. I actually showed up just to watch him and tease him a little bit, and I went and bought something. But he came away knowing a lot. He, he, one of his biggest insights is like, wow, people buy a lot of energy drinks, a lot of Monster, and... But he's an accountant. He doesn't need to like be there, but like to appreciate the business, to get more invested. And when he's sp- sending, you know, I think their companies, you know, is paying Monster a few million dollars for uh, their products. He understands why and like the, the demand that like that creates on these gas stations. And no matter how 
high you are on the chain, you should always be able or and interested in jumping in and doing even the, the, the what you would may consider the lowest level tasks. If there's one thing that you're, you may be noticing is I have a bias towards operators. I've had many employees over the years. And the one trait that I appreciate is people that get in the weeds. You find this all over where, you know, some people rather just be more strategic, think about ideas. That's like, there's people that are more strategic than me. But the ones that I want to work with is when I ask them specific details, they kind of, no, I could tell that like, they want to figure things out for themselves. Um, if someone's been marketing a product on Amazon or just uh, marketing, like I want to know, like have you, sp- how much time have you spent in in campaigns? Did you lead that yourself? Like I want to know if they're operators as well as smart people, because um, you know you can find anyone with a degree and they can look smart. But at the end of the day, I want people to change the business their own, you know, put it, put their name on it and, and have a little bit of pride there. So, um, that, that's just some of the ideas. It was a lot of the tasks that we have in our business, the ones that I've, some that I've been, I I do have been involved a little bit with all of it, but I've tried to delegate all of that out. I don't think everyone's going to have that privilege I I know like you know I know what it was like when we had only eight employees and I was the a, a development team of one and we had no HR we had no management it was just me and my brother that was it so I've I've been there before and I knew that we couldn't like hire certain things out but we could do some sort of like one off some contract positions uh, Fiverr is really good for that it's really good for one offs and if I just like want something done and I don't even want to like think about a long-term relationship. I just go there, find someone, boom. And then I've got what I'm looking for. But if you are looking to hire someone a little bit with, with more skill, more specifics, I use Upwork. That's for hiring uh, professionals. I've got a very busy Upwork right now. I, I've actually worked with several SQL database uh, experts while I use SQL. And, you know, can get around a database. Uh, there's some optimizations I don't know how to do. And I don't want to know how to do. I'd rather pay someone $30 an hour. And like I did this, this guy uh, created a bunch of SQL queries. And, you know, all I had to do is tell him what I wanted. And he did it. I didn't have to wrap my mind around it. And he, he was actually pretty fast. And, and now I still ping him every once in a while. Like, hey, can you do this? Two months go by and I still ask him. So, like, it's 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 so valuable to have, like, professionals that you can bring on for an hour or two here or there. You can even even find agencies for, I don't, I've already talked about this episode that I don't like to get into Photoshop. Well, Instagram is, if you're using it really well and you're not posting stuff every day, well, you're going to have to get in Photoshop to put some good stuff out there. Well, I'm going to hire someone. And so hopefully you're going to see a lot uh, better and uh, more, um, I'm trying to change my Instagram to be a little more fun. It's a little bit uh, nerdy and uh, intense, I might argue. You know, I like the, the memes as, as much as anyone else. And so I'm hoping to make it a little bit more engaging. I'm just going to hire someone to help me with that process. So I spend less time in that. And it's just kind of a, a an engine that, that keeps 
going and going and going. Then finally, virtual assistants. This was a huge find for us. Um, I actually found this, I believe, from one of my meetups that I did. Someone told me about onlinejobs.ph. That's where they have hired some virtual assistants. And these are mainly just uh, from the Philippines. Their accent is quite manageable. And you can get them from $2 on up. We actually go for the 4 to $5 range, but there's one thing we don't compromise on. That's their English ability. If you don't like talking to them, you won't like working with them. So it is worth to pay maybe a little bit more if they have to, to get good English and uh, so that you can actually work. Then there is just the traditional hiring. You could hire people. This is sometimes can be the most efficient way to get a lot of work because they can build a commitment and you're, you're, you're with them in person and creates a lot of energy there. And I'm actually building out our Smart Scout team. And I know that while I do have um, one worker on Smart Scout from Upwork, I want some leadership, some people pushing things along. Um, closer to me and and very motivated. And so we're hiring that. And uh, with SmartScale, like we, we introduced a trial uh, just a week ago and um, and its user base is continuing to grow. And it's just a lot of fun. And I, I hope that as you're doing everything that I just talked about, that it does feel fun. Uh, business, as it grows, it's just sh- sh- fun. And the more uh, assets you have, the more confidence you have in the profitability, the more fun it is. This wasn't an exhaustive list of everything that you can do to uh, push your delegating and to push uh, how your business can grow, but uh, plenty of ideas on that. Uh, there is another tool I can mention called Loom. Uh, I've discovered this, and it's, how, it's a great way to record videos and uh, share them with your team. And it's actually a lot of fun to see my team now like, sending looms to each other. It is the best, by far, uh, video recording uh, software for sharing uh, you know, screens. And because the moment you record it, you can immediately uh, send it. You don't have to wait for an upload. It uploads automatically. So that's kind of um, all that I consider right now with my delegating. Things obviously change over time, but uh, thank you for listening to this episode. I enjoyed Uh, uh, talking about it. And I hope you apply one of these things today and make your business uh, better. And that is how we both win. That's all I've got. Stay tuned for the next ones. Subscribe. I've got some great stuff along the way. I can't wait for the the new year. As as great as this Q4 was, I've got... uh, some some big ideas for this next year and and thank you guys for joining so take care one two three